Hey everyone, Armand here. Just want to give a quick little update before we start. Uh, please start uh, following us, or if you haven't already, followed us on our social medias at One Last Point Pod. Check out our website at One Last Point Podcast if you want to see who we have on, who's been on, uh, just different uh, forms of content. And and my final word, I guess, before we start going is to, to join our Discord server. So we started a Discord server. Uh, in order to engage with the community, we're still trying to grow it up, still trying to figure out, you know, the kinks, get it rolling uh, just on our own schedules. But join that if you want to join a growing community of questing intellectuals. But yeah, sit back and uh, hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so welcome back to the what episode is it, Dan? I'm pretty sure it's 26 now. 26 with some mystery box, you know, stuff done in here and there. Uh, but Dan, how are you feeling at possibly 25th, 26th, 23rd episode we have done? Oh, it's 25th, or 25th technically, but 24th because 24 has not been posted. So this is 20... 24. We'll call this 24 for right now, because yeah. that one says some kinks. It has lots, yeah. It has also some we'll kinks to roll out. Um... <laughs> Uh, but so twenty fourth episode, twenty fifth really the lost we just, episode. We could just put this one as twenty five, and then whenever randomly just release it as a lost episode, and just put episode twenty four. I'm it. down with that. Kobe, the Mamba episode. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the Kobe episode. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the twenty fifth episode. We have a familiar voice back. Uh, but Dan, how are you feeling now? How are you yeah. feeling at, at this stage in your life, twenty twenty one? Since the two weeks that we've talked on this podcast officially i'm doing pretty well it's the same you know yeah going through school going through stuff yeah oh yeah okay yeah how are you i never asked you that i'm all right you know i got some stuff going on just trying to hang in there other than that life's pretty good you know uh trying to figure out job opportunities in this declining economy actually the stock market hit its all-time high today. That doesn't mean that the jobs that I want are open. <laughs> um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing well. Nothing to complain about. I'm, he- I'm healthy, and a lot of the people around me are healthy. So here we bra- well, Let's talk to our guest. Let's ask him how he's doing. Oh, we were supposed to talk to our guest? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back, Zion. How's it been? Man, it's been cool. I mean, 2021 is... It started off kind of wild for me. I got COVID again. You got COVID again. Again. Um, I have no idea how I got this twice, because before this, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I know our market attested that. You, you could test that, too, because it took me forever to come around here. Mm-hmm. So the the first time, so... Um, yeah, it's been kind of nuts. I turned 21, though, so that was lit. Yeah? Um, yeah. Have you purchased alcohol yet? I have. Okay. First, What'd you buy? My first... Two bottles were, I, I love the first one, regret the second one. The first one was uh, a Hennessy VSOP bottle. Nice. That was a fantastic bottle. second one was Proper 12. Worst, worst. Uh, that was awful. Really? Worst Is whiskey. Worst whiskey. It's trash Jameson. Yeah, it's terrible. Sorry, Connor, don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Um, that's good. That's good to hear. Do you feel like it's a cop-out that you don't have to do the math to figure out how old you are? Yes. Like, do you feel that's lazy? Yes, I do. I, like, literally don't have to do anything. Like, oh, here's it? That's all I am. <laughs> literally, too, because, like, my birthday is closer to the beginning of the year. 
So, for a majority of the year, I'm the age of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, I get that. Yeah, I do feel like it's a cop-out. So, did they card <laughs> you when you bought it? Because I hear a lot of stories of people turn 21, they walk into a store, they ask to buy alcohol, they don't even get carded. So, um, it's funny because I went to two different stores. Mm. The first store... Um, it was really weird because I obviously looked like a noob. It was yeah. me, and, me and my buddy Kurt, um, and we walked into the store, and we're like, "Bro, what are we gonna like? What do you want to get? What do you want to give?" Blah, blah, blah. We were talking all loud because everybody we were excited, right? Yeah. Um. So I was like, "Okay, so I'm definitely getting Hennessy, and I'm getting proper twelve for the memes." Yeah. Right. Yeah, for the memes. So proper twelve. But that's exactly why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, "Can okay, we get in line?" So I was like, "Bro, can I get the the Hennessy, the VSOP bottle, and then can I get the proper twelve bottle?" So I brought him up, and he's he's looking at my ID. And he's like, oh, your, your birthday's not till three hours, but I'm going to let you anyway. And I'm like, what? I was like, I said, today's the 13th. I was like, <laughs> today's my birthday. Like, it's not, it's not on Valentine's Day. So I'm like, what are you talking about? And he kept saying, yeah, yeah, but you're not, you're not 21 yet. And I'm like, uh, bro. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm clearly 21, say, bro. bro. Like, I was born on this day, not yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway, like, it was just really weird. Um. Alcohol is expensive. I found that out that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems cheaper when you don't ever pay for it. It does. It does. Seem like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. No cap. Um, yeah. And then the second story, dude didn't even card me. He was just like, oh, what do you want? All right, cool. And that was it. Yeah. Some people are lucky. I know. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories where people turn 21 and then they go in the store and they don't even get carded. It's like, wow, I could have just done this when I wasn't 21. I know, for real. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like any. I different. would not condone the sale of alcohol to any children or <laughs> Same, same, second, second, second. For I feel like, purposes. I feel like having, I feel like at this age, having a mustache, like half of the allura is, is like walking up and being like, oh, you look older than you are. But since we wear masks, that mm. never applies to buying alcohol for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can ever tell. I don't know. I shave, so. <laughs> I feel like. You got to keep that youthful glow at all times. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like it only works for me when I have the whole thing grown out. I mean, I, I mean, actually, no, because that night, I can't even say that, because that night I didn't even have the whole thing running. I had the, the, the mustache and the goatee, and that was it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess it just depends. Like, like some people just don't care. Like, they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're going to drink some way, right? Like, yeah, it was also like a f- Saturday night, too. That's true. Right yeah. around closing, wasn't it? Yep, yep, Because you got all it was Sunday the next day, I remember that. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. I Dang. I feel like a old man. So what's been on your guys' mind lately? What have you been, like, noticing going on? Like, what's been... It's been something that you guys feel like you want to chat about today? Um, I want to bring up the fact that Joe Biden has been capping. Oh, you do? Uh, I do. I really do. Joe Biden has been capping. <laughs> okay. What is um, what has he been capping on? Like what? Just what like, like what? Because like that kind of statement, you know, we say like we say that shit all the time, but like let's let's elaborate on that. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, did any of us really expect anything less? I mean, he's a politician. Yeah. So, am I surprised? Not really. Um, it's just kind of like we had Donald Trump, and then we went back to like normal political stuff. Yeah. How do you? You know, it's kind of interesting that 
the campaign championed on equality and like making change and mm-hmm. doing all these things. But it's funny because a lot of the things I've seen, like the encampments, deportations, mm-hmm. um, different initiatives, even for like uh, illegal immigrants here. Uh, there's been some programs that have stopped that were even ongoing in the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of weird to look at like like the whole the minute I'm in the two thousand dollars is gonna be in your hands type mm-hmm. thing like yeah. that cap. Then he was like one thousand dollars is fine for the stimmy, you know. Like there's a lot of typical cap mm-hmm. that's going on. I, I told you like the Democrats is just all they do is. It's, it's so funny to me. Okay, so I don't care if people know my political affiliation. I'm American independent. So, mm-hmm. um, what does that mean? Basically, I, I well, for me at least, I don't know the exact definition, but for me, it means that I don't necessarily associate with either the Democrat or Republican. I pick what I feel like is best. So we got another arm on here. <laughs> well, that, that's why he's my big. I'm on the revolution of the third party. See, see what I'm saying? Come on, you. No, dude, if we can get everyone to realize that we don't need two parties and, yeah. like, a lot of change. Like, the thing is, is that we don't even need a coalition government to form to exist. Like, we can literally have, with our constitution, potentially, like, X amount of... Uh, of parties that all can be in the government at the same time. Whereas like, you know, in like English parliament, okay. Mm -hmm. If the, if so, like it might not be England, but in certain European governments for sure. Cause I don't want to be wrong. I'm pretty sure they have like in Germany. I know percentages of different parties are in the, yeah, the, the, the Reichstag or the Bundestag is what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, in the Reichstag, Bundesliga, Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, shout out Holland. No, fuck Bayern, bro. Lazio played so well and got AIDS out of that just because Bayern's better. But with these European governments, what they do is, is like, so if there's five parties, mm-hmm. uh, they have to make coalitions so that there's a majority, like, power. Yeah. So since we don't have to even make the coalitions, parties technically don't even have to align until it becomes a vote. And the thing is, is so many of our votes are tailored to a two-party that it'd be more interesting to see what would happen in congressional processes or, like, with a national election, if there was three or four parties, you know, would we need the 276 or would a president actually win mm-hmm. within just electoral count? You know, and we've had three parties, like, at times, like, the Whigs had, you know, movement, yeah, yeah, independence, yeah. the libertarians. But... It's never been a legitimate thing, so I still will stand on the pedestal that if you actually want to see change, especially for marginalized, smaller communities, you actually need representation that accurately uh, can hear the populace. When this is just this two-party system that relies on our representatives, you can just align by party politics and stay in power forever, you know? Mm-hmm. That's That's... There it is. I don't even have anything else. But that you're right, man. Like I, did, I don't know. I've always said that I don't know why people treat issues like they're party issues when every issue is a fucking bipartisan issue. Like every issue, every single issue doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just feel like people are voting based off of their 
their feelings toward a political party rather than the actual change of the country. Well, I think I think this is the thing. And I've talked about this with Dan before, but like there's like elements and like you read philosophy, different philosophers have different interpretations, but like you can go back to one of the most basic ones is that they build their belief in that humans are political. But there's other elements of like humanity. So like if you become consumed by the political sphere, such as like making everything political, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not indulging in other aspects of life such as like um enjoyment or like like simple like spirituality or community and everything becomes political then it automatically because politics is the fighting of the belief you know in the sphere of like controlling the way of life i guess you can say or like delineate deliberately like establishing life if you can't realize that some problems aren't political and that they're a matter of like community or they're a matter of rights, whether rights are, like, n- created through aggregated norms or not, mm-hmm. right? That it's become so dumb when it's, like, an issue of people starving that it's, like, well, because the community has to pay for it and because money is so fixed in our system through laws and everything, it becomes damn near impossible to be, like, well, this person worked for something, therefore they have the right to that money, but they also want to help someone. But where does the right come for that exact money that they worked for to be taxed to go to that, right? Mm-hmm. When there's other money, you know? Like you just saw that the government, that F-35 project was $1.7 billion. It's supposed to replace the F-25 jets that are like 15 years old in the Air Force. They tried to spend $1.7 billion to or it might be trillion. I, I don't. I don't think it was billion. Billions like nothing. I feel like anymore for gov- for our government to spend. But on one program though, like for it was like for twenty something jets. The what's our military budget? Uh, the Air Force only has a nine hundred billion. Only nine hundred. Only nine hundred billion. That's. But crazy. you also just said it was one point seven billion. So that's. That's like, nothing. Yeah. But it was also like the idea that this program has been put money into all the time and it's continuously failed that they now have obsolete f-25s and these f-35s are pieces of shit and they didn't even like yeah, fly i mean you know I what i mean i don't really know that much about the uh military what uh, the i mean what Air i'm Force. but the point is is like when it comes down to that right mm. then you have people who are like when it comes down to it right the protection of their life through the military is their belief they find that to be just as justifiable as like saying like I have the right to my money, I have the right to wanting my dollar to go to there because we politicize the dollar when it becomes down to human rights, the politics of the dollar outweighs the idea of the rights because the money in our system provides the safety with quotations, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like that's my problem. Is like you're saying like everyone brings it down to two parties when the problem isn't even it's just in my opinion it's not just the two parties. It's that we can't look at um, issues, not in a political way, but as in a way of like, but just even community. Like a humanistic way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with uh, like what you were saying with Biden, where you said he was capping. Mm -hmm. It's that they got everybody. So everybody's been inside so much. So everybody's been only really focusing on politics, at least a lot of young people, a lot of people on social media. Everything you're really seeing is a little political. And he promised all these things, mm-hmm. and then he's not ex- 
Mm, I don't know if you can open that. I don't know. If, actually, uh, you can. You're good. You sure? Yeah. Um, he's not executing all these things, and people are still focusing on the political because life hasn't fully returned to normal. Yeah, you're good. Um, so, while they're still focusing on the political, they thought that they could just do what they always do is lie and say whatever just to get people to vote. Mm -hmm. And then now, since everyone's still focusing on the political, they're seeing that their promises are not being made. Mm -hmm. So then it's causing outrage within people because they're still focusing on that and they can't get their focus off of it. And that's, they thought that the, that that wouldn't happen. They thought that they could do what they've done before, mm -hmm. but they can't anymore because they've gotten so many people onto these movements of, like ideologies that people are really behind now mm -hmm. and really want to see change when and but as we've seen before in the past lots of people have promised change and nothing has really happened ever mm -hmm. but people right now i think what their strategy was is was to get people super hyped up about this election so that people would go out and vote for change yeah. say that they were going to change things and then as you said right now they're not changing things mm -hmm. they just wanted I'm not saying that they're out there just to get power or to get money, but that's what a lot of politicians are doing. Mm -hmm. I saw a, a tweet, like, AOC of, like, four years ago while she was crying at one of those camps in, uh, at the border in Mexico. And it, was, it was, like, the, mo like the, most, the biggest fake outrage in the four years. Like, uh, so the tweet was saying that it was, like, the biggest outrage in the four years of her crying at the, like border where they're keeping all those families um trying to cross the border and it's aoc crying but then in, in the next in the thread of the tweet it's like she has done nothing against what biden has been doing he's been doing what has he done i saw that he uh did that he started deporting people again yeah which that's is what, what i saw it was like a thousand plus people already. i also saw something with the camps being uh continued operation or something like that and i'm pretty sure and they also rejected the caravan from uh, uh central america so there was a huge caravan and traveling i think their press set. secretary was like yeah it's not called camps anymore it's called something else and was the press secretary was like saying they're calling it something different so it's better now but yeah you know. it's better now i don't know i'm not i'm not there so i don't know I have no experience just, in that area. I think that's crazy. Like, it doesn't matter. Democrat or Republican is still United States government. Like, still don't do the shit that we say we're going to do. We still don't do, you know, we just, it's funny because, you know, speaking of tweets, I saw this tweet today and they were like, uh, about the, the camps or whatever they are. Um, and he was like, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, uh, liberals be like, Democrat uh, uh, concentration camps are better or something like that. And I was like, like, that's, that's like, it's like, it's like a valid, like, that's like true. Like, it's like the same thing. There's nothing different. It's just different administration. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the thing is, is that, that a lot of the media outlets aren't posting a bunch of the outrage that they used to post of, mm -hmm. at least it, that's what it seems like to people that have that opinion. I don't know because I like I said I don't really look that much on social media like I've said before because it just out I I'd also like to be, me off yeah so. yeah I would also be intrigued to see what a uh, Twitter looks like in a red like a uh, red area like what is I mean, the well, technically the area of where we live no but our Twitter though is 
skewed by like so geographically we're still getting like yeah you'll get the red stuff but you're mostly getting like typically the same it's like the way like twitter works is like geographically well i have someone that will come explain this supposedly they did their whole like research like did a research paper yeah i already know but yeah so you know but like it's in regions yeah and and it's our age group also yeah so i mean it's more interesting to see the decline in interaction and like the way that like we were just talking about like how twitter today was like a little bit more ornery than uh yeah than like usual let's say like you're you know you're bringing that up zion and, like you know about four months ago the uh the, the like uh atmosphere of twitter was like largely political and now it's rage. like mm-hmm. yeah anger outrage pa- passion compassion a, a whole assortment of emotions but I feel like it's definitely, that drive has definitely loosened up. And yeah. it's interesting to see even social media platforms where, like, every day you're getting ad to vote or to check these, you know, this and that. And, like, what happened to all that? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why aren't these companies that were like, go out and vote, why aren't they still pushing, you know? Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are what, that's irritating, too, is, like, the whole atmosphere what changed. What I will say, it. though, is I saw... At least two companies, um, Lucasfilm, I think, and some, I think the NFL posted about how all these um, uh, Asian Americans are actually getting hated on because of the coronavirus, and I thought that was good for them to yeah. post. I was happy that they posted that. Yes, yeah, xenophobia is bad right now. It's been bad since last year. I remember right when COVID started, um, a lot of like people were posting about uh, be aware of uh uh, subliminal xenophobia like if you go like uh not patronizing certain shops or like allowing rhetoric um against one asian americans but a- the asian community um was like a big thing i saw at the beginning but it's kind of dropped i mean it's obviously still going but the uh, even the outcry or like the amount of posts you saw about patronizing asian communities that are being like particularly targeted during this global pandemic I haven't seen that as much. And I mean, there's been different types of advocacy of patronage throughout the pandemic, but I definitely feel like I saw that one decline after the first initial few months, like a year ago from now, you know. Yeah, it was bad. Like, people people were getting beat up and stuff like that. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just... It's just all bad. People... People are... What do we call them? Um, internet social justice warriors. warriors yeah there you go internet social justice, but that's all they do do you think do you guys think like the way like the word like that right when you label like any group anything right but particularly when you use the word like warrior right mm-hmm. and um doesn't that kind of imply some sort of like violence to it or negative to it because Obviously, like warriors, fight in an on their own honor for their belief until the last stand. Is is that's what I think of like a warrior? You know. I think, but I think in this context, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But it was like I think in this context, it's more of a uh, satirical play on words where they're saying that they're fighting for these things that are some some people are fighting for these things that are very like outlandish and 
going against actually what they're fighting for. Like, there's people that will say, like, we should separate these types of people. Yeah. And then it's like, that's literally going backwards, bro. It, I agree, but that's what I mean. Like, that, whether or not the word warrior was applied by its dissenters or its advocates for that collective group, the word warrior, like, whether it was used satirical or not, like, that implies something. Like, then, for, therefore, if you're not with that, then you're fighting the warriors against it because those are the people on the front lines of the battle, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you can go other way. Like, I think when you hear Proud Boys, you know, it already has, like, a like you made a look, but, like, yeah. it already has that stigma to it. But even, like, the name, mm-hmm. right? Like, when you see the Proud Boys, obviously, like, it, this, the name itself already clicks into you. Like, these gentlemen or this collective of people because apparently it's non you can be a female proud boy apparently yeah um but those people the people that believe in that like they genuinely are so about what they believe but like that in and of itself like to say they're not men that they're not humans like to designate it one thing like proud boy Mm -hmm. you know and then they took the monkey themselves so it's like the idea of like those kind of terms that we apply to certain groups can inherently cause like biases beyond them like just because of the name because yeah. it's you know like they're not inclusive names just in themselves even if they're fighting for inclusivity not that those groups particularly do one may one may you know what i mean yeah, but yeah, like yeah. but it you know like i think it's interesting when you think about like the way in which like little groups or pockets or subcultures like even their names um, or the way that they, like, talk about it can affect, like, I think, with the, the opinion on the movement. Well, yeah. That's basically what you're describing is the tone of your voice. If you use a different tone of your voice while describing. I mean, if you're talking about in the whole... If you're talking about it in a conversation, it definitely can. Like, just within a conversation like we're having, it's basically what you're describing is the tone of your voice can affect how you see and how people... I mean, I mean I'm literally, like, the words themselves... Well, yeah, because when you say those types of words, your voice has a tone because you already have a predisposition to that word and that group of people. So you already would have a tone when speaking about them to other people, depending on if you agree or disagree with them. Yeah. Yeah. I I I can agree with that. I mean, like, but when you're talking about when it's on the news and they're calling them something and then people champion that type of word and use it as energy for them to go do the things that they believe in more and then yell out their names or like oh the name, name becomes and, a catalyst then, it becomes, then it's not even of the group then it, yeah then it becomes something where it's like it gives them power like you were saying yeah what do you think about it um yeah i mean yeah that first of all I like what daniel said i think that's that's spot on you know um you know, you you do give people you do give people or these groups power, um, especially to their name when it's being said a certain way, um, especially through the media. You know, um, think about like even like Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that name. Like, there's times when that name sounds really really good depending on who's saying it, and then you hear the media say it. You know. 
it depends on which which network, but like you know, mm. you know, it could, it could go either way. You can give them, you can really give somebody, you know, the the power they need to 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 push through whatever they're fighting for. Do you think the rhetoric uh, on the naming of Black Lives Matter the movement was intentionally uh, deliberate and concise in that manner, though? For that reason, though, like isn't that the point of a of a labeling a movement like that? Uh, probably, I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, definitely, because uh, first of all, uh, a lot of people don't know, like Black Lives Matter. That term, I think, was coined like in like the nineties or something like that. Okay, it's been around for a minute. Um, the actual organization. You know, clearly started with around like Trayvon Martin and all that. Twenty fifteen, right? Yeah, 15, 15, 14. something like that. Um, I, I, yeah, I definitely would see that because clearly, a, a lot of people hate that name for like no reason at all. Like, you know, I mean, there's protest against that that specific name. There's a Blue Lives Matter. You know what I mean? So, um, anybody who wants to argue me that that's not about Black Lives Matter, you can because you can't tell me that like we literally just had a capital riot with people waving Blue Lives Matter flags. Yeah. But they were attacking police, so you can't tell me it has nothing to do with with, with black people or the the African American community. You know, it's just a protest to my protest. So, but yeah, yeah, I definitely do think that that. So it's a counterculture. Yeah. Out of it, like directly a movement. Who knew that a movement itself would just be a counterculture? Right. But then. So you so you say this is the movement's been forming on for a long time, mm-hmm. but do you think, I guess like when you choose like a word like that, and whether you take whether you have people who take it with like you said, some people can say it, and it's such a positive thing, mm-hmm. it embodies change, it embodies equality, it embodies the idea of, um, of uh, oppression against, uh, you know, it specifically highlights white oppression against blacks. But in addition, it also highlights oppression against other people. Mm-hmm. Um, inherently, through its arguments, and I don't think, obviously, like that's the main collective uh, argument of BLM, yeah. especially when you read um, like the the mission statements and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it does do that inherently, mm-hmm. and I think that's interesting. But do you, you know, know to ask this question, trying the best way I can? Yeah. Do you think like taking an approach of like creating movements or like labeling like as we've said a few of them proud boys social justice warrior blm um when you choose let's say more of like a or your monkey or your name your title of your movement your collective kind of becomes something that um leaves them like a deeper message within it like that or it has those implications and can be divisive off of its name not that the division is what it's trying to create but it happens. Do you think that's the best approach, or how do you think you go about it, or do you think that the name itself is just the beginning of people not even getting past and looking at what like the issue is? So um, that was a lot, but tried no, to cover like all of it. No, I, honestly, the first thing I thought of was when you when you said that was like the Black Panthers, and if you think about the Black Panthers, the Black Panthers were considered a very aggressive organization. They wanted things done immediately and it was by any means necessary um the thing about that name like the black panthers yeah it's a pretty rugged name like you know what i mean like that's a pretty aggressive name like but their message was also pretty aggressive you know what well, I mean? initially 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 yeah. it was very you know so um i guess 
Like to answer. Because I'm asking your personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, on. Um, I think. The name, the name only matters, when when it depend like the name only matters, depending on like what the group the group or the organization is actually doing. Right. Um. Cause like the like I said the Black Panthers. It was actually out there, like, with guns in the street, like, doing mm-hmm. stuff. But then you have, like, the people of the Civil Rights Movement. They didn't have a name. They are just the Civil Rights Movement. Exactly. Like, and they had the most impact, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, you know, and all that stuff. The Marshall Washington. Like, they did a whole bunch of stuff. And they didn't have a name. It was just the Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just got coined that because that's what it was. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So... It just depends. If, I guess it really depends on what's what's happening. Um, I, I mean, to add on to that real quick, uh, what we see today, um, I mean, really, especially, like, except for the exception of last year, we see a lot of just symbolism instead of actual, actual like, change. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, we see a lot of symbolism, like, a lot of, like, changing the, the Aunt Jemima bottle. Like, nobody asked for that. They just did it anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I'm not even going to buy, what is it, like, the Pro Milling Company now? Something like that? Some kind of syrup. Like, I'm not going to buy that. Like, people bought that because Aunt Jemima was on there. But the, okay, so that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So Aunt Jemima has become, that's the syrup I grew with, mm-hmm. grew up with. Like, you know, like, I, I definitely grew up looking at that bottle and, like, that was my favorite syrup when we had waffles and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, like, the toaster Ego waffles. And then learning that it was like a an appropriated name, and then you look at the history of the the picture, mm-hmm. and seeing like how it really Maybe, was, right? yeah. yeah. And, and so it's almost like if the conversation is about uh, in forms of reparations, not even monetary, but correcting the past in our own like system, isn't that actually exactly what the the the, the message of the movement is? Is that you know, utilizing black culture or um, for for economic gains that never actually benefited the community. So changing the whole thing, right? And, like, now that company is going to probably tank because it's losing its whole mm-hmm. brand name, its whole face, it's all everything, but mm-hmm. it did the right thing socially. Um, and now your favorite, you know, buttermilk, whatever, it's gone. It's syrup. gone. It's gone. Um I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. That is true. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is technically the right thing to do. Um, but then again, like I'm saying, like that goes back to that symbolism shit. Like, yeah, it's just a symbol. Like, That's how I was gonna. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's I would have rather than seen them just go out and say we're gonna open up a new, you know, uh, syrup refinery in yeah. I don't know South Carolina, and we're gonna put it in this community that's tailored towards. The, the black community and we're going to try to put jobs in a community mm-hmm. that needs jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, better than changing your whole brand and saying, look, we fucked up here, but mm-hmm. we believe... Like, I'm not the company, but I feel like if the message was, look, we made the mistake of doing this, mm-hmm. but this is our brand and now we want to do this, yeah. right? That's, but then so does do that... You want, do you want to hear the business side of that? Where it's that they can't do that. They want the quickest fix with the cheapest yeah. money so that they do it that way. Mm-hmm. That, then that's the symbolism. That's, that's, that's symbolism. what I'm saying. Like, that they change the whole brand instead yeah. of just... In, not instead of just. Mm-hmm. 
rather than taking an approach of tackling the issue, which is the They're appropriate... They're just following yeah. cultural moves yeah. because it makes them look better and gets them more coverage on the media to get them more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's like... See, that's what I'm saying. Like That's like the main thing. Like People want... It seems easier, I feel like... I don't want to say it's easy. That's cap. But I don't say... Like, it was... It was simpler back then because you know exactly who we needed to fight for. Yeah. Because, I mean, there was segregation. Like, everything was... It was kind of easy to see what was going on. Yeah. Here. You know, not to everybody, but to the black and brown people, they saw that. Well, it was the people that... Look, it was where integration was already starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where... That's why you see people... Like, if you... The, the march from uh, Montgomery to Salem, right? That's what... Or is it... Oh, it's... um. Uh, it's I think it was or Selma, Selma to DC. Yeah. But the but there was other marches. But initially, like when there's a I don't remember what city it is, but there was a a group of the civil rights protesters, peacefully marching in a street, and this footage is like some of the nationally syndicated footage. Like we it was shown in movie. So like when you'd watch the news, a lot of times there was like fifth you know ten minute newsreels before your movie. They would show clips of, like, in the war times, the war, Vietnam. Like, that's where people would get that. Yeah. They showed footage of um, these these people walking in the street getting hosed by fire mm-hmm. hoses. And then the police came and just beat them. And what we learned in class is that people saw this and from around the country went to down to, um, went down to the south and the southern uh, states and started to join and that, you know, the idea was that, and it's weird, you know, it's interesting to see that, like you said, that was a clear, it's so clear and people saw it and they moved in. But the people that were coming, I would say a lot of them saw the injustice, but a lot of them came from communities of maybe a little bit more integration. Not that there was full, you know, mm-hmm. damn near anything, right? But they had experienced more and that this idea was like, oh my God, that was so wrong, you know, whereas like. Not that this is a cop out or any defense, but like, like you said, mm-hmm. some people didn't, you know, never saw yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Some people didn't think what was going on was wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's insane to th- it's so it was so like you said it was easier I think to mm-hmm. see in the bl- plain sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I had to correct myself. I said Selma to DC. That's way too far. It was Selma to Montgomery. Was it Selma to Montgomery? Because yeah, it was it was Selma. I said both in Alabama, and I said, um, yeah. but um, it's Selma to Montgomery because they went to the Capitol building in Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. The march on Washington was its own. Was it that's where the I had a dream speech was correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the lake, right? Uh, it, yeah. The, it, um, it's Washington it's called uh, the Capitol Mall. I think is right around there. Yeah. Well, the Capitol Mall. I'm pretty sure it's all of the monuments. Yeah, it's um. It's right, by, it's right by the obelisk. It, that's what yeah. yeah that's oh, the, Washi- that's the Washington Monument. The Washington Monument. Monument. Yeah, I call it the obelisk because it is. But you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a off another question. Go ahead, Zion. You've made films in the past, yes, right? Sir. And and we I think we, I think we briefly touched on it in the Anthony D D Power Hour. Um, <laughs> yes. Shout out Kesha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, you know. And I don't think Dan's seen anything, but we can show him probably after, yeah. you know, before we wrap up. But you kind of make these films set around people our age, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
um, going through it's a you know deeper. I think there's a deeper complexity to the mental side, especially with the ones you pitched to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but why was filmmaking? What was filmmaking to you? Why was there this you know drawn to it? And then why did you kind of at first, you know first at ULV take that initial route? Because I saw you trying to make films all the time. Yeah, I'm still trying to do it. Yeah, um, you know, but Corona's changed a lot of stuff, so I put a lot of my projects on pause. But. Well, actually, the California government says that movies productions are a or what's it called essential business. Essential business. So you're okay. Hey, <laughs> but um, no, yeah. Um, so you're going, why? Why? Like why? Yeah, like know? what? What was it about? What inspired you? Because I, me and Dan talk about movies all the, you know, mm-hmm. when he he watches one, he'll send it to me. Like one time we. We just were like, dude, this movie is fucking weird. We sent it to each oh, other dude. on the same day. Literally, I was watching this trailer for this movie on Netflix by this director from, uh, his. he was the director of this Jim Carrey movie that I really liked. Uh, Eternal Soul of the Spotless Yeah, Mind. the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Yeah, Eternal Mind. Sunshine. Yeah. And he made this new movie, and the trailer looked fucking insane. Literally, like, I was like, holy shit, this looks... It looks scary because it was a psychological thriller. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit, this looks really scary and something that Armand would like. like. So I <laughs> sent it to him and he's like, dude, I'm watching that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Is it weird? Okay. So, so, yeah, why films? What was it? What drew you in? What Was it a film in particular? Was it the idea of like creative expression? What? And I'm not going to feed you the answer. So it's so your funny. answer. <laughs> no, you're good. It's so funny uh, because when I started making like these kind of films instead of like little videos like I said my like this is it's so crazy I don't even talk about this but you know I always bring up some random shit on here so like when I was a kid I used to make these these videos that nobody's seen but my family um I used to call it the Zion show and I'd play like five different characters like literally it'd just be me but I'd be playing like I would be mm-hmm. acting as five different people um and I don't know like I guess you know I I, I grew up um, a pretty dysfunctional household. Um, my parents fought a lot, uh, and I was with my grandma all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandma's older. She's like, you know, she spent a lot of time with me, but at the same time, you know, like I can't, you can't always relate with your grandmother because yeah, she's, nah. she's older. Yeah. You know what I mean, so a lot of the things I just kind of ended up doing, I guess, like myself, and I guess like videos and filmmaking were kind of like a way for me to understand like myself and just who I was and who I wanted to be and let out all the emotions that I had as a kid so what were the characters like in the Zion show um well the first one was like the main character was like me the you know like me and my like myself Zion show just just me like you know (laughs) right um and then I'm trying to think of the names I had uh there's two I can remember for sure because I played them the most it was one I used to call, this is so stupid, bro. It's called, <laughs> it's called the host host, bro. That was okay. the host host. Um, and he's like really, really, really sporadic, really like wild, really goofy, really goofy character. And then um, the other one was like Devon Cool or something like that. Um, and he was like this this French guy, like this French model guy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I, I did the accent and everything, bro. One day I'll show you, but <laughs> it was like... Um, yeah, and that was those were the two I remember for sure. I had other characters. I I can't remember all because it's been like years. This has been forever. Yeah, but um, yeah, those were those were like the, those were like the 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 main two I did all the time. Um, yeah, they yeah. 
So what was your first real project that like you look back on and you know obviously like everything you're going to be nitpicking and like yeah. like you can go back and look at anything you've done yeah. and then like oh I could have done better here like micro you know analyzed it but wh- what do you look back on and um kind of have the bo- the most like you know where you start like, like this was the first thing that actually like made a difference um so I made I used to make these videos so much, all the time, all the time. Uh, I think I had like six seasons. Uh, Damn. I know, I, I just did it all the time, bro. I don't oh, I didn't mean just from the Zion show, but if no, it no, was no, the no, Zion yeah, show. No, 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 yeah, no, no, there's a reason why I said that. But yeah. uh, I had like six seasons of them, right? And eventually I was like, you know, I'm going to make this movie. Like, it's going to be like a, like 45 minutes. Like, it's oh, shit. Full feature movie. film. Yeah, yeah, for real. It was like a full feature. Um, and I had this whole storyline. Um, I didn't know how to write a script. I didn't even know that's how you, like, that was, like, a thing. Yeah. Until I got older. Um, and the whole storyline was, like, um, oh, the show's going to end now because Zion's going to leave. He's going to go somewhere else. Um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this. What the heck? But, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all um, good. Yeah, he's, like, he's going to leave. Like, he's not going to do the show anymore. Um, and um, he's going to, like, pursue other things, like, better things, right? Yeah. Um. But the whole premise of the thing, of the of the whole premise of the movie was realizing like like my myself or Zion had to come to the point uh, or to the point where he realized that like I don't have to leave to get better things. Uh, I can enjoy what I have right here, and if I need to leave, it's gonna be because I want to expand my knowledge or do something to do something different, not necessarily just go because I just because I want like I think there's something better than what's actually here right now mm-hmm. you know what I mean um and it's kind of just that right there like I don't know what it was with that that film that I made um it was terrible by the way but <laughs> I don't know what it was <laughs> with that film but that one right there I was like yo I think I could really do this yeah I think I could really do this and you know I made more projects later um obviously after that I didn't make anything else like with me in it mm-hmm. um I made like like uh, like video I did like a, a mini documentary for my school yeah um, on our football rivalry mm-hmm. that was funny that was fun to make though yeah really really fun it was intense I interviewed people it was crazy when did you find that being the director or showrunner I guess you could say that was more the role that you liked that was in high school um definitely in high school I uh in high school I did was sports and I knew I still loved film, and I wanted to get back into it, um, but I was, like, shy. Like, I just was so shy. Like, I, I was, like, I was looking at these videos, and I had, still had them on. I was, like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I'd never do this again, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I took video journalism, um, and I had this teacher, Miss A, uh, the greatest lady ever. Um, and she was, like, I know your talent, like, because I, I had edited, like, a little video for her. Mm-hmm. She's, like, I know you can do great things. Like, just join my class. Um, and then join the other half and you'll keep doing the same thing next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just make videos for me and I promise you, you'll have a good time. And I did it and it's, it was just like, that was all she wrote. It was just, just like that. I used to, I edited it every week. I, uh, um, I didn't do a lot of things where I was in it, in it. Um, but yeah, like that, like she really was like the one who told me to go and do it. And I just was like, screw it. I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was cool, man. I made yeah. That's awesome. 
Um, well, well, the funny part is that I didn't know, like, why yeah, I yeah. think, like, this would be a good topic to talk about, talk about is, um, Daniel was also part Damn, bro, I thought a, that's what you were going to tell me. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> I was, Dan- I was like, hold, if he doesn't tie it back, I'm going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daniel was part of actually a somewhat semi-viral nine, nine, ten years ago. Really? YouTube group. Really? Yeah. Which group? You don't know. No, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It was me and they, my name. One video, one viral. We had like 25,000 views on uh, one of our videos when YouTube was like starting. So it was like... Oh, of, like back, back. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So we were like, I was, I think, 11 years old. That's nuts. Right? <laughs> That's nuts, yeah. How old are you right now? Uh, 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's this crazy. Is like, that so really 11 is like, years ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that really is like the be- the very beginning of YouTube. Mm-hmm. That dude Fred was still on there. So uh, what what was your artistic vision? How did you guys well, make those at eleven? Because Zion was also producing. You know what was what's the drive well, at that age? Like what are you guys trying to third, share? You remember? Do you, do you remember in third grade when we had this project where we had to write scripts for like a where we read like a script from a, one of our English books, and we had to write one. Yeah. So like when I did that, I was like, wow, this is like fun really fun like i really <laughs> like this uh so basically all of third and fourth grade i remember writing scripts and wanting to have people perform them at like lunch and recess which none of my friends would do so i was like well whatever like i don't know yeah i remember dan I, was the next shakespeare and we just stopped <laughs> no, him well, it's not that but no, i okay. remember i remember sitting in this room actually watching star wars because there used to be like this huge like furniture thing right here with like a small tv like a tv like that big you know like yeah. with the big squares and i was watching star wars episode three and i was literally writing down every single word they were saying and every single thing that they were doing so that people could go perform it even and be like yeah we're gonna perform episode three and this is the script and you're all gonna go perform it out there because i really like loved it and i was like bro i want to be like doing this but basically, once we, once I discovered what YouTube was and that we could post things online without the consent of my mother, uh, <laughs> she did not want us posting our faces on the internet because at that time the internet was like, bro, they're gonna like steal all your information, like yeah, people yeah, are gonna yeah. steal everything. And that we just put everything on there now. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's like, or back then, all of the videos got deleted from one of our friends, but. We had, like, over a hundred videos of us just, of scripts that either I or my friend Jet or Matthew, we'd all, like, sit, or my brother Matthew or his brother Cody, we'd all sit in their rooms, because they lived right down the street, we'd hang out every single day after school, we'd sit in their rooms, um, think of ideas for videos and just fucking do them and post them on YouTube and get views. But there was, like, some, dude, like, for being, like, 11-year-olds making a video... Obviously, like, the camera work was shoddy, but whatever. But, the, like, looking back on them, there's one... There's two... The one that went viral was just stupid. It was... It was but stupid. there was one video that literally was, like, I think eight <laughs> minutes long. So you can yeah. imagine that's long back then. That's long, very long. Where they reenacted a whole... It was probably shorter than this. But they re- did a whole Christmas skit, okay? And it's all about how, like... 
<laughs> Santa's like sneaking in and like the kids are <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. But they were like bad. And so Cameron, my little brother, is yeah. like an elf and he's like, Yeah mean like talking like yeah. that. <laughs> but the best part is is that the ending scene is like the the kids end up fighting Santa and the elf or something. And so one of them, the kids swings is my brother. Yeah, but no, I don't I think it was Cameron, honestly. Fucking swung a, uh, oh, well, a guitar yeah, no, hero. Swung yeah, he swung a guitar hero guitar, right? Yeah. And it literally it actually hit my hit brother. Matthew, and you can hear it. <laughs> and it goes to a straight cut, but Matthew goes ah like that in the goes to the next cut of them on the ground, and then it literally the best line is the last line thing goes. Matthew goes is on the ground like dead, and you know they took a second to and he goes. Matthew's, like, one eye open. He also had these, like, goggles on, because that's what he used to wear. He used to wear these huge blue glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He called himself his middle name, but that's another (laughs) And so he he looks down, and the camera's just out of his whole body on the ground, like, pretending to be kind of dead. He goes, why'd you kill me, Santa? I'm Jewish. (laughs) 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 No. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So so Daniel's also a pretty yeah, established no, like, video maker too. Uh, Filmmaker. What I was going to say was like I had that same thing as you oh where I was like shy. Yeah. And I always wanted to be in one of those film classes actually. I just never did it. It was cuz I didn't believe in myself that I could be good at it. But yeah. um I've I even still now I want to create a lot of content just to put out there. We should start doing skits. I don't want to do that. I'm down. I'm down. Oh, please right. don't don't get One me started. One last point, bro. media. I do okay. I'm down for that. I just don't. I'm not. I'd have to get back into a mindset of doing skits. What I want to do is content is produce. What I was already telling you is yeah. I want to uh, start recording like gameplay and then commentary over that about like sports so like do sports gameplay of a video game and then while the sports is playing like in the background you're watching the video game playing but i'm talking about actual sport live events like what are what people have done and like my opinion on what people have done before so basically it's like a blog or like what Stephen a smith does where he just talks to people yeah but it's over like it's not showing my face and not showing anything yet mm-hmm. and it's just over there just to get my uh, name out into the sports world because that's what I want to do when I. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. I I uh, there's a couple of YouTubers. I usually only watch basketball and yeah. sometimes football, but there's a couple of um, there's actually a couple of YouTubers that do that. Um, mm-hmm. And if you get like, I think the key thing for those things is like being organized like being soup like organized you have to continue to yeah 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 i know like you have to like actually follow a schedule you have to actually like yeah put out a lot of content and start posting on social media start commenting on things start i uh i've taken lots of classes on social media marketing and that's i'm trying to put it into like what we're doing i just don't have enough time to do what i want to do and then we also we both get busy so we can't do things but like, we had, like, schedules and stuff of what we want to do, and then I have tests, and Armand, like, has other things that he has to do, so it's, like, yeah. we get busy, and that's, like, I wanted to start implementing things, like I just said, I'm going to re- re-engineer, re-engineer our website, I wanted to start posting more on our Instagram, yeah. but it's just, it's so much time, and, like, 
there's so much other stuff that we have to do mm-hmm. right now. It's just, it's hard, but I definitely want to, like, focus on this. I'm I'm trying to, con- like, kind of like how Barstool is, I'm trying to create how One Last Point as a production thing, where it's like we have a lot of people under the One Last Point umbrella, mm-hmm. and we just put out content with that name under it. Well, just sign on the fence. <laughs> Gotta work yeah, on I mean, a deal. I'm down, bro. <laughs> just start releasing shit on one YouTube page. I'd be done. That's fine, I'd bro. I'd be done. I was... What my, what my ideas are coming to fruition... Like, what my ideas are right now is, like... We're talking... One of my friend, One of our friends, Josh Ortiz, who we've had on here, has started streaming on Twitch because he just wants to play COD and stream with people. And I'm like, bro, you should... Uh, put our name on there and you could be a part of our team like we we have a sports we did one sports podcast with brad yeah mm-hmm. and tyler and we just say oh it's a one last point production mm-hmm. but this is what it's called yeah we want to i mean like look like if if anyone wants to start like a you know podcast and you're friends with us like this is the opportunity to like pitch an idea and like we just want to make we, a little like system what, what like what I wanted to do was I wanted to have a meeting in here, in this room, and invite people who I knew, who want to put out content, who want to put out uh, ideas, who want, who are actually driven by these ideas and are not scared to put out their ideas. Because I know a lot of people that that are that we know that would not put out content like us because they don't think that their ideas are should be put out there or they don't really care about what other people say mm-hmm. or like what they, they don't think that their ideas are good enough and I that's fine like I get it but uh, there's people out there that are our friends that want to put out content and just don't have any like support t- support or just like a- so if we had like a total like conglomerate I guess I would say of people working collective collective the people working with our brand putting out a bunch of content under one umbrella that's the biggest way to get the most content out and the most like coverage of people all throughout the internet covering many different things just like how barstool was (coughs) was a newspaper now they're like there's chicks there's barstool outdoors there's barstool video games there's nine innings there's I don't even know. There's all this stuff. They do, like, mm-hmm. Dave Portnoy is a fucking reality show right Lights, now. Lights, Camera, Pod, Zero Blog 30, The He literally Yak. trades stocks, and it's, like, people watch him because he's just trading stocks. It's like, who the fuck cares what he buys, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right, right. if I get all of his stock picks right, I get $5,000. I entered in this thing every week. Okay. I don't even know any shit. I don't watch it. I just guess. Mm. Um... Yeah, so I mean, if you and Pam want to sit down and you know work it out, we can get <laughs> really get going, you know. Yeah, we're. Um, yeah, talk about right. on the fence. I mean, I'd like to ask more questions about like because you've been talking about trying to make a film for a little while. We can get back to that, but right. talk about on the fence. Like, what what is that? How did it start? So on the fence. How's it going? Where you want to take it? Yeah, man. Okay, on the fence. <laughs> on the fence. On the fence. Um, started because. Um, I had wanted to start a podcast for a while. Yeah. Like a while. Like probably like since 2018, 2017. Um, I never knew how to do it. I never like took the time to do it. I've always had a mic. But that's because I used to rap in high school. Drop a bar. Tell no. All <laughs> 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 oh, my rapping days are over. Uh, but um, um, 
yeah, like I just wanted to just start something where I could just talk, you know, yeah. just talk about things, you know. Um, and, you know, I was like, okay, who would be a cool co-host to do this with? I was like, okay, who? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, Pam. That was like my third friend at Laverne. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I pick Pam? I always talk to Pam. Me and Pam over there had these great conversations. And I was like, I feel like they're good for um, the internet. Yeah. You know? Um, um, yeah, and then that's kind of just how it went. We just started So what it. is on the fence? What like what if so obviously no one's no one's heard of it right now let's say right? <laughs> okay, no okay, okay. It. so what the, is it like what are we listening to so on the fence is kind of I would say a podcast more or less about the social things that happen in people's lives okay uh, we talk about like love friendships um, really anything you can think of family life mm-hmm. you know therapy stuff like that. Um, because one, those are the things that I like to talk about. Those are things right. I'm really passionate about. Um, and two, because I feel like those are the things that um, a lot of us seem to be struggling with, especially at this age, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when you hear a podcast, uh, for most of the episodes, it's high key just like me and Pam just having a conversation like we would have like in our dorm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and that's pretty much what it is. It's just, it's just, like I said, it's a podcast about the things that happen to you in everyday life. The things that you, the things that you feel and experience in everyday life. What's the difference between that kind of expression for you versus like, uh, creating a film or creating like a digital medium? Cause you've also created that you, I remember, dude, right when you became my little, mm-hmm. like, officially, mm-hmm. like, that week, you did a art exhibit at the new Laverne building. Oh, yeah. And you got second, I think. I did, I did. I still have that, I have that hanging, that photo hanging in my room. Um, anybody who's uh, FaceTime me or Zoom me, you'll see it. It's, like, in the background on my wall. Yeah. Um, it's a photo of me. I'm in Vancouver, um, and I'm wearing a dashiki, and... Basically, what I did with the picture was I kind of, like, controlled the brightness around where I was at. Not the brightness, the saturation where I was at. And I turned it very, extremely, extremely low. So it looked like it was black and white behind me. Um, And you could only see my face or my body and the dashiki, which is really pop of colorful African tribal colors and whatnot. Um, I answered that photo in a contest and... It came in second. But yeah. um, I guess to answer your question, the difference between those three, I guess, would be the first, the podcast is more of, oh, man. This is a tough question. I've never really thought of it. But, like, I guess the podcast is more like a creative therapy for me. Right. Um, I feel like every time I go on to do On the Fence, I feel like I'm checking in on therapy. Like, I'm, like I'm not in a negative way, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to talk about what's going on like what, what what am I feeling you know what I mean um directly yeah you know I'm not putting I'm not trying to be I am I'm not necessarily trying to be like super creative with it right. you know um I'm not trying to put like a whole bunch of wild ideas into it and right. make it into something make you think about something really I'm trying I'm trying to make you think about something but like directly just like I'm gonna tell you what I, what I want you to think about right um it's a direct form of expression exactly it's a direct form of expression um Whereas the 
photography, which I don't do much of anymore, but photography and filmmaking, um, it's more of a, like, I am one of those people that really likes making people th- guess what I'm trying to portray. Right. Um, I did a mini short film. It's not even, it's really called a short short because it was under, like, three minutes or whatever. Um, it's called Fear. I think you've seen it. You probably haven't seen it. It's called Fear. Um, there's no dialogue. Yeah. And it's literally, it is literally based off an audio, an audio bite that I literally made in class. And I was like, bro, I can make this into a short film. That's literally how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I guess I'm gonna explain it now. I've never explained it like to actual people, but that whole can, short is there a way? Where can we watch it? Can we link this? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's on my YouTube channel. Okay. Um, my YouTube channel is literally Zion. Oh, so- Sorry, I didn't. Do you act? You posted like videos before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Armand was talking about how you uh, you made films, but I didn't know you posted them on YouTube before. Yeah, most of my videos on YouTube are like. No, it's under Zai. Is it really? Let me see what it says. Is it under Zai? Because I might have changed it. Yeah, it's just says Zai. Okay, it's under. That's Zai. pretty lit that you just have Zai. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I changed it. Okay, it's Zai. It's under Zai. <laughs> it's under Zai. Um, I have. I think I've. There's Fear on there, which is my short short. And then um, I have, like, Over My Dead Body, which is something I made, like, because I like the song Over My Dead Body. And it was, like, a it was like a love letter to myself going to college, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but, yeah, Fear is basically an interpretive thing. There's no dialogue. Um, it's all sound. And it's basically my mental process like it's what my thoughts were thinking it's really dark it's really eerie it's really confusing um there's this part where like i'm in glamis which is three and a half hours from i drove three and a half hours for this stupid uh shot in the desert mm. um and it just looks like i'm lost you know um because that was my thoughts so that's that's basically what fear is but um mm. yeah so i like to, like i said i like to make people guess and kind of like think about what I'm kind of portraying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I have my future project at Thin Line, too. That What's one. that? What? what? Um, Obviously, this pre-stages are, you know, still in casting. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are, um, yeah, at Thin Line, I wrote a whole, I have a whole screenplay for that one. I still have it. Um, that one was based off of... Um, I guess kind of my my perspective on I guess relationships and love. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was about this guy. His name was Dante. Um, I'll give you five bucks to whoever can guess why his name is Dante. Um, Dante's Inferno. Okay. Yeah. You got the, yeah, You got it right there. That's right. that was Zion. That, that was, was like that the was easy. easy. He has easy. the. <laughs> he has the book right there. I forgot, and that's like I forgot the, who I'm talking to. Okay. I figured you guys would know it already, huh? But, um, yeah, that's that's exactly why. Dante's Inferno, um... I haven't read it yet. Don't spoil it. Okay, okay, so read it, read it first. And <laughs> then come back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, his name is Dante. And it's this guy, uh, hardworking guy. Does a lot of stuff for the people he cares about. Um, and he kind of, you know, he kind of, like, sacrifices a piece of himself for everybody. Mm-hmm. But is constantly forgetting about himself. Um, uh, without giving like too much away basically he 
ends up dying in the film. Um, that gives away so much. Yeah, but it's... Okay, see... It okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. he, he ends up dying in the film for reasons that we're not going to talk about because that, that will give away the whole plot. But, um... um and he's... But, like... So he's yeah, telling a story that, of, like... It's just through his this Dante's perspective. Yes, yes. But it's telling some stories about relationships. Yes, so basically, relationships. on one last point, we don't just ruin old movies. We ruin movies that haven't even come out yet. Haven't even filmed, haven't even casted. Look what you guys did. It's not like we haven't ruined, like, three or four other movies on here already, uh, do you guys? You guys I spoiled spots. Interstellar. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll be like this damn like, bro. Have you seen Interstellar? And I was like, no, I still haven't seen it. He's like, bro, you gotta watch that movie. Then he gives a thirty minute synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Dude, it's my but, I but he's like, oh, but that doesn't make sense if I don't explain this. And then he ends up telling the whole synopsis <laughs> of the movie. It's pretty fun though. I, I, I've learned a lot of movies from listening to the <laughs> explanations. Oh my god. We do that all the time. This one movies, ah oh, man, can we, can we start on movie? Okay, so let's go back to twenty eighteen because I want to talk about. So we're talking about films. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the Academy Awards? And okay, you don't remember. I so don't the movie that won in twenty eighteen was Green Book. Green Book isn't that the one about the the dri- the, the music the, driving yeah. through the south? Yes, yes. I wanted to watch. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yes, I'll give you. Is that the Brian Cranston? Okay. Is that the Mercutio Ali and Brian Cranston? Wait, it yep. is Brian Cranston? I think yeah. it's Brian Cranston. Yeah, it's. It, I know it's Mercutio Ali. Mercutio Ali. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, it's great. It's a great film. Don't get me wrong. I love the Green Book. Um. But it's a cop out film. It is a cop out film. It's a movie about a like, it's a movie about a white savior guy. Like, okay, that's cool. I, I mean, not not. I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. But let's be honest here. They never portray the South how it really was back in the day. Okay, yeah. like you have to realize they was going in black people's houses, and just killing and raping people just cause. Like that's what they thought was like cool. Like that was like the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm not trying. I feel like even we don't before, condone rape and pillage on this podcast. Yeah, we don't. I I was gonna say even in '42, the Jackie Robinson movie, he probably went through a lot worse than what. <laughs> yeah. the Oh, dude, yeah. even and, that scene was like PC down. I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah. With uh, what's his face? The coach. I forget his name. He's a, that guy's actually a good actor. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he's fire for great. That was first of all that scene. Destroys me every time I watch it. It's a great scene, but you're right. It probably was more PC than what it was. Uh, the stuff that Jackie Robinson went through is insane. I can't even imagine. Yeah, he, he's like, what I was thinking earlier when you're talking about civil rights movements. I was like, that dude is like, why is like a reason why like I go through like when people say things to me that I, I'm like, I don't really even care because it's like people went through a lot harder shit than me. Mm-hmm. And he was like one of the person I saw growing up that he went through all this shit and he still was very, very, very successful and mm-hmm. one of the greatest baseball players ever. And yeah. He's a really inspiration for me. It's it's also cool that he he was that good mm-hmm. too. That, that, that's what I'm that's saying. What's yeah. the, and it seems as though that's not even overplayed like that even baseball like baseball writers are the most stingiest of stingies yet they still yeah. speak of like mm-hmm. when you read the play like mm-hmm. his play stood for itself mm-hmm. you know which is even makes 
makes his triumph even greater that he was the first, really one of the first to break the color barrier because the color barrier was broken before that yeah. in different sports. But on that level for that team to play that well, you know, mm-hmm. I think it, it really did. He won, I'm pretty sure they won the World Series with him too, right? The Brooklyn Dodgers? Maybe. That's a question. Um, I did so what, what What about that? Oh, the, yeah, those sorry films? to interrupt. No, you're good, you're good. Because that, that was good. That, was, that is a great film. I watched, I have 42 down. It's one of my favorite movies. But anyway, um... Oh, I'm about to talk about Chad. He did win World Series in 1955, so uh, one year before he retired. Okay. And MVP 1949, Rookie of the Year 1947. He only had a he only had a nine year career because well, he played in the uh, Negro League yeah, before that. 1945, there were so KC many good Monarchs. Players, bro, that I that even I know mm-hmm. from there that are insane. That they just couldn't play in the majors. Yeah. That's well, he was sad. yeah, he was like in his late twenties, early thirties when that happened too. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, and they brought over Bob Gibson, Satchel yeah. Paige, bro. Those guys were oh my god. Ridiculous. They people were people would be like, bro, I've never seen someone throw so fast when Bob Gibson would pitch to them. They're like, I couldn't even see the ball because no one had been able to throw that fast before. And I'm, I don't know. Get a just, 2.91 ERA career, Bob, Bob Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's in. He was insane. He died last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember his card in MLB the Show. The Negro Leagues, man. Oh wow! He literally came in the league two years after Jackie Robinson and played till 1975. Yep. Bob Gibson. So, anyways, you were talking about <laughs> green, green, mile, <laughs> green book, See, green base, book, green book. Baseball yeah. is what I want to get into, like, is my like career. So that's why, like, um, all these. That's why I keep bringing up baseball. But sorry. No, you're Go good. Ahead. You're good. You're good. No. Um, so, Green Book, twenty eighteen, one um, film of the year, whatever movie of the year, right? Um, the movies it was up against, um, at least the two ones that I care about that I feel like are better than those than that film. Um, was without a doubt Black Panther and Black Klansman. Now, I can see why they wouldn't give it to Black Panther. It's a mainstream film. You know, the Academy usually doesn't. It's, it's even, I've seen surprised that they even got a nomination in the first place. So I was like, okay, that, that's a given, right? Um, it's also a superhero movie, which they never give awards to unless it's graphics. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, the CGI in Black Panther was not good. But we're not going to talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway um, and then Black Klansman. Okay. That That's a good film. Now, Black Klansman. Yes, Black Klansman. I'll give you for that one, too. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. That movie, by far, is better than Green Book. Like, by a mile. Bro, even the... It, it draws, like... Um, Cause that's a the is that a Spike Lee too? Yep, that's a Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee joint. Um, <laughs> but like the way, like I remember, I watching the film and hearing what it was about and hearing about it was the this true event of the infiltration of the Ku Klux Klan, mm-hmm. and I was like okay, and then when I saw Adam Driver was playing the other cop, yeah, I was wondering how how it was gonna how it was gonna yeah. because to. I was surprised that someone so main. I mean, Spike Lee probably convinced him that you know it was the role, but that role was so like, 
very divisive. Like, yeah. A lot of the roles in there, like playing the uh, the president of the Ku Klux Klan and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, doesn't fucking matter, but yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a terrible guy. But, like, I was just, you know, that Adam Driver played it, and that movie was so good, and then the phone call at the end, the phone call at the end is when I was like, You're gonna ruin this movie yeah. for me too. No, that's that doesn't give away anything. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But it's a good film. Mm-hmm. I just remember watching that and I remember like feeling the tension of like just the whole thing, like when he was playing them and everything too. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a better film. It is. Like you've seen Green Book too, right? So you get the comparison, like it is completely different. And it's not that Green Book's a bad film, it actually does deserve movie of the year nomination. Did it deserve movie of the year though? No. No, it didn't. That's just me though. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Black Clinton was just it was just you know. I feel like a lot of those awards don't go to the right movies though anyway. It's, or even yeah. music, like I don't know. I don't really care about like like if someone gets if something gets an award then it's like, oh, then I should watch it probably because it's probably a good mm-hmm. movie. But like it's like I don't, for me, it doesn't really matter. Like, I understand that it's good for them to get awards, yeah. and it's really nice for people to receive the awards that especially have never received and have, like, been looking forward to it through their whole life. But as, like, a person of the public who probably will never get there unless I start creating movies like we, like I used to on YouTube, um... <laughs> you could. I don't... I mean, yeah, I could. <laughs> I, I could start writing scripts of stuff, but... I always have ideas. I just never get into them. It's funny that you say that because it's true. Because the whole reason that 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 specific time in twenty eighteen was a big deal was because Spike Lee had that same the same Academy Awards. Spike Lee had won his very first mm. like award, like from the Academy. Oh really? They they snub Spike all the time, and Spike put out some great movies, like yeah. fantastic movies. Like, damn near, not only say perfect, because there's no movies perfect, but mm-hmm. pretty damn close, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they snub him every year. He won He won one for, I think it was screenplay for Black Klansman. Um, but they never give him the direct, I mean, they. we want him to get the, the big one, the, the, the movie, like mm-hmm. the whole movie, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, they snubbed him on that one. So, I don't know. I feel like that was his year to win it, too. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but, I mean, it sounds good. Isn't yeah, Defy Bloods nominated for a bunch of things, or was? It, uh, actually, I don't know. I know that came out last year. Um, what movie is that? It's, it's the new Spike Lee f- joint film, and it's on Netflix, and it's about five um, black Vietnam veterans and their return to Vietnam for the first time. Since the war. Yeah. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's a really interesting film. It's good. You've seen that one too? Yeah, saw it when it first came out. Yeah, that one was good. I, I did too. Um, that one was good. Have you seen that new one by HBO? Which one? Uh, I don't know what it's called. My friend Isaiah really wanted to see it when we were at my friend Matt's house. I feel like you know what you're talking about because HBO has been dropping some heat the last couple of weeks that I've seen and I haven't been able to look at any of them because I don't have an HBO subscription. No. Uh, I have the HBO Max. It's pretty lit. Is it? Mm-hmm. I, my parents have it too, so I have it. Uh, I never. Oh yeah, the I'm, Academy Awards for the 
are on April twenty fifth. Yeah. No, what movies even came out this year? No, they're for like the previous year, right? It's for twenty twenty, yeah. Yeah, I know, but what movies even came out in twenty twenty? <sighs> Defy Bloods. Defy Blood. I mean, there's a decent amount of movies that came out. Tenet. Oh, oh, I forgot about yeah. Tenet. Yeah, I forgot Tenet came out. Did you guys watch that? No. Uh, Aaron was telling me. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, confusing. Bad Boys for Life, Do Little, The Gentleman. Oh my God! I haven't heard Birds of Prey. Nah. The Birds and the Fantabulous <laughs> Emancipation <laughs> of One Harley one. Quinn. Not that one. Birds of Prey sucked. Um. Um. Harley Quinn sucked also. And I loved DC. Gretel and Hansel, The Photograph, Downhill. Oh, Nickelback. What? The Call of the Wild, <laughs> Onward, Bloodshot, Trolls. I, dude, I haven't heard like Scoob. Scoob. Oh my god, dude, that movie trash, bro. There's an, an Artemis Fowl book came out. Okay. A movie for Artemis Fowl? Yeah. Oh yeah, it did come out. There's the looks. This got it at eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eight percent. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah. It's garbage. That's terrible. Eight percent. I'm thinking of ending things. I also don't. I also don't. That's that one we were talking about. Tomatoes, though, because it's all biased. Bro, you've seen the Star Wars things that they gave. They gave like both all three of the new movies like close to like a hundred percent, and you'll see the audience ratings. It's like thirty or forty percent. Just you know, you know why? That's because Disney runs those damn Rotten Tomato places. So <laughs> I'm serious. Like, how, explain to me how the one quote unquote Spider Man movie, the Venom movie, remember when that came out? Venom. Yeah. Okay, that. Had like an eighteen percent, but the audience rate was like ninety five. Dude, that shit was fucking sick. I that's, love that. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course, I'm I'm gonna have to say this. They did false advertise because they was talking about how he was gonna be like a villain or whatever. And I was expecting that. Mm. He's but like an antihero. They, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was expecting the villain. He was antihero, but I was okay with the antihero. It was yeah, it was fine. You yeah. know what I mean? I like. I just like Tom Hardy as an actor, though. Yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Warrior? Mm-hmm. Dude, you should watch. If you like UFC and fighting, you should watch Warrior. Bet I'll definitely check it out. Then I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I mean, I watch any any movie people suggest to me. I watch. I mean, uh, have you seen The World of Tomorrow yet? Mm, That's the no. sequ- The next one after it's such a beautiful day. It's his second movie. He no, made. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. What, <laughs> Zion? That one is gonna. That one. So it's such a beautiful day. Slaps. This yes, one. You're right. Arguably even better. Okay. I'm gonna have to watch it. Arguably, even better. I'm gonna have to watch it. Okay. I like the second one better, but I think the first one was because of the set and setting of when I was watching it. Was because I didn't like it. Well, I've and j- my mindset at that time. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a, yeah. I hope it get nomi- I hope it gets nominated for a bunch of shit. Do you think it will? Well, in 2015, it was nominated for the best animated short film oh, so really? the third one might be animated would get that too that would be sick um i tried to reach out to that director to get him on you did i mean i sent him a dm damn <laughs> um we also sent other people yeah we sent major one too but he didn't answer he we, liked we, my we, comment, though. The, so the guy for the Recall leading, the he, Recall Gavin Newsom, yeah. he put out a post that we, like, saw through, like, just whatever, yeah. where he was like, what podcast should I go on? So Dan, 
Dan and I commented on it. One last point. He liked my comment. He liked the comment, but never got back to us. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now is your time. Yeah. I tried. It's over. Uh, the dream's over. I would want to see that. But, um... Yeah. Oh, back to... Okay. Have you guys ever seen Focus? What's that? So it's Will Smith and Margot Robbie. I mean, I know who they are. But it's but... such an interesting pairing, right? First of all, first of all, I'm going to say this right now. That is a sexy-ass pairing. Will Smith and Margot Robbie? Come on, now? <laughs> Crime, comedy, drama? Yes. How come I never have seen this? Dude, great. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, no, it's not on Netflix. It's, um, it's like a, uh, it's like a, I don't know who published it, like Lionsgate or something like that. It's like an actual film film. But, um... That movie, uh, I talk about this movie all the time because it's one of my favorite movies. Um, it reminds me of like what I wanted my life to be if I was an outlaw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> serious. Like that. That movie is fantastic. It's a little tricky. Not really. It's not like tricky, but it's like. Um, yeah. See, even here, Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-six percent. See, fifty-six percent. Users like this movie, eighty five percent. You see what I'm saying? Like that. First of all, that film was good. The only reason the, I the only reason I can see why they gave it a sixty six um, is just because of the fact that it does seem like it needs to be split up into two movies. Um, if you watch it, you'll see what I mean. But like, uh, that's the only reason why I would give it that. The only reason why. Um, I also think that we didn't hear about it because I don't think Margot Robbie wasn't that big back then. Like the only real thing she'd been in at that time was uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, and she was big from that. But like she not as big as like when she's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or she was Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. or in like mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad. Like they probably weren't like promoting it that much. They were probably just. Cause you know there's some movies that people just release with these big actors in it. They don't really. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're just like, wait, they're in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. What are you talking? Exactly. About? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even. I don't even know how I came across that movie. I think like, uh, I just randomly came across it like on on a plane or something, or I recorded it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause one thing, I think that's another thing too that really got me into movies. That we, now we're talking about it. Yeah. My mom, one of my moms, um, used to record movies like all the like just random ass movies she'd be like oh who's in this i'm recording this shit and then like we just we just like watch it later right Mm -hmm. um so it might have been one of those i don't know and i was like bro this movie's fantastic (laughs) yeah i i do that all the time with movies i see someone's in it i was like oh i liked him in that movie i'll just watch this see what he does if he's like a main character Mm -hmm. or she not just he but yeah i mean that's how i watched uh fury with like Brad Pitt and yeah. that dude from uh, from The Walking Dead because I really like that Walking Dead actor that played Shane. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like him as an actor. He's in The Wolf of Wall Street also, but that movie's good. Have you seen Fury? Mm-mm, I haven't seen it's Fury. It's good. The Tank. Yeah. Mm, okay, there's one more film I want to tell you guys about, and it just came to mainstream platforms like in January. Mm. Um, and it's by one of my favorite directors, Nate Parker. Um, he did the the new Birth of a Nation. Um, I have to say the new one because if you know what the old one is, you know yeah. the old Birth of a Nation. It's, oh, it's the Hitler God. propaganda made by. That's what uh, it sounded like. Yeah, bro, it's so bad. Really? <laughs> bro, brother, it's so bad. It terrible. is a Lenny Riefenstahl, I believe. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh no, it's Birth of a Nation. I'm sorry. Isn't is not that? That's that's uh, Olympia. 
Birth of a Nation is the cl- is the KK clan, uh, K movie that was like huge. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. Actually, in Black Klansman, there's part of that film is in the uh, oh, really? in the movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, he made the the revamp of Birth of a Nation, which talks about the the um, oh my god the slave rebellion of with Nat Turner. Mm-hmm. I, for- I forgot what year it was, but back back in the day. Yeah. Um, so he did that one, and then he did this one called American Skin, which was, I guess it's been in festivals for a few years, which is why, it, you know, because it came out in 2019, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been in festivals for a few years, so that's why it hasn't been released yet, like, to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, that film, I, I like, I don't, like, it was probably, it obviously talks about police brutality, blah, 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 blah. It's a very general topic. Not general yeah. topic, but it's a very, like popular topic right now mm-hmm. but the way this dude did this film um and the way he wrote the screenplay um and wrote the script and everything it is insane bro like i, I literally like cried my eyes out like mm-hmm. the, it, it, the, oh, i don't want to spoil it the ending is what the part that gets you everything else is kind of like it's good everything is good don't get me wrong but the ending is what makes it like it slaps you in the face. It's like, oh, okay, I get what you did there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You guys gotta watch that film. Hopefully, that gets nominated for something. It's probably not because it's it's too controversial of a film. But mm-hmm. it, it it it's a great film. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this. I mean, it's all about Nat Turner. So, the Birth of a Nation, the 2016 one. Yeah. I I haven't even seen it yet. I know okay. I know what it's about though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a good film because I know other people that have seen it. Um. But yeah, watch watch both of those films, Birth, the the new Birth of a Nation, and American Skin. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Kind of based on movies, but would you say that music videos are like? Would you say that you get the same feelings of, from music videos when you watch some music videos? Like if you watch a J Cole music video, because those actually have like ma- meanings and messages. Because he's actually like yeah someone that's out there trying to write things and trying to tell people about how he feels about things. Mm-hmm. Do you get the same feelings from watching those as you do getting watching like movies from your favorite director, like you just said? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Like, um, one of my favorite, I would say one of my favorite series of music videos is actually um, from Fall Out Boy. Um, I forget what the album's called. Um, I'm so stupid because it's like my favorite, favorite Fall Out Boy album, too. Um, but it's the one, it's the one that has well, my songs know what you did in the dark. You guys know that song. My songs know what you did in the dark. Uh, Probably. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so that whole album has like a music video collection. Oh, dude, those are my favorite types of albums. Dude, Where you can just watch it, where you can just watch it all the way through. Dude, so good. So good. Like, the messaging behind it is fantastic. It's, you know, it's trying to tell us something about, like, music, Mm -hmm. like, like, saving rock and roll, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeah, I love that stuff. That's why, that's actually why I really like the newest Mac Miller album is because there's moving pictures for every single one, and then the music videos he has actually had, like, meanings to them mm-hmm. behind, like, what he was saying, and it was like, wow, like, this is very, like, deep and inspirational, and watching the video with the music, it's like, holy shit, like, you get a different feeling, because mm-hmm. that... 
I don't know if you have you you listen to Mac Miller at all. I listen to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not like a big Mac Miller fan. I respect yeah. him, but I'm not yeah. good. No, yeah. it, and you don't. I'm not. You don't have to be. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, uh, no I'm just saying. I, from the way that I see it now, because I wasn't really either until yeah. like I listened to this album and my friend was talking to me. My friends were talking to me about him because they loved Mac Miller, and I never really like heard of him until I moved into my apartment. And then, because my friend Brett is like one of the biggest Mac Miller fans that I know, and I was like, okay. So he would play him all the time. I'd be like, all right, this is all right. Like I still didn't listen to him until I got to quarantine. It was like. Well, what the hell else am I gonna do right now? So I started listening to random albums from artists that I, like, didn't really listen to, and I listened to this one all the way through, and I was like, wow, this is like, really deep. And he really like, you look through the comments on his music videos, and he really like connected with his fans, and it made his fans like actually like. You okay over there? Yeah. <laughs> tearing up at Mac Miller uh, he really like changed the lives of some people and uh, mm-hmm. it like it inspired me because that's something that I want to do I want to like inspire people to be the best version of themselves mm-hmm. also and on Rotten Tomatoes uh, 8% uh, Bill and Ted face the music yeah it's garbage that's terrible 8% I'm thinking of ending things I also don't I also don't That's listen that one to we Rotten Tomatoes, though, because... It's all biased. Bro, you've seen the Star Wars things that they gave? They gave, like, both, all three of the new movies, like, close to, like, 100%. And you'll see the audience ratings, it's, like, 30 or 40%. Just, you, know, you know why? That's because Disney runs those damn Rotten Tomato places. So, I'm serious, like, how, explain to me how the one, quote-unquote, Spider-Man movie, the Venom movie, remember when that came out? Venom, yeah. Okay, that... Had like an eighteen percent, but the audience rate was like ninety five. Dude, that shit was fucking sick. I that's, love that. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course, I'm I'm gonna have to say this. They did false advertise because they was talking about how he was gonna be like a villain or whatever. And I was expecting that. Mm. He's but like an antihero. They, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was expecting the villain. He was antihero, but I was okay with the antihero. It was yeah. it was fine. You know yeah. what I mean? I like. I just like Tom Hardy as an actor, though. Yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Warrior? Mm-hmm. Dude, you should watch. If you like UFC and fighting, you should watch Warrior. Bet I'll definitely check it out. Then I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I mean, I watch any any movie people suggest to me. I watch. I mean, uh, have you seen The World of Tomorrow yet? Mm, That's no. a seek. The next one after it's such a beautiful day. It's his second movie. He no, made. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. What? <laughs> Zion, that one is gonna. That one. So it's such a beautiful day. Slaps. This yes, one. You're right. Arguably even better. Okay. I'm gonna have to watch it. Arguably, even better. I'm gonna have to watch it. Okay. I like the second one better, but I think the first one was because of the set and setting of when I was watching it. Was because I didn't like it. Well, I've and j- my mindset at that time. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a yeah. I hope it get nom. I hope it gets nominated for a bunch of shit. Do you think it will? Well, in 2015, it was nominated for the best animated short film so the third one might be animated would get that too that would be sick um i tried to reach out to that director to get him on you did i mean i sent him a dm damn (laughs) um we also sent other people yeah we sent major one too but he didn't answer 
He liked we, my we, comment, though. The, so the guy for the recall leading, the recall Gavin Newsom, yeah. he put out a post that we, like, saw through, like, just whatever, yeah. where he was like, what podcast should I go on? So Dan, Dan and I commented on it. One last point. He liked my comment. He liked the comment, but never got back to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now is your time. Yeah. I tried. It's over. Uh, the dream's over. I would want to see that. But, um, yeah. Oh, back to, okay. Have you guys ever seen Focus? What's that? So it's Will Smith and Margot Robbie. I mean, I know who they are. But it's but... such an interesting pairing, right? First of all, first of all, I'm going to say this right now. That is a sexy-ass pairing. Will Smith and Margot Robbie? Come <laughs> on, now? Crime, comedy, drama? Yes. How come I never have sh- seen this? Dude, great. Is it on Netflix? Gr- yeah, no, it's not on Netflix. It's, um... It's like a... Uh, it's like a... I don't know who published it. Like Lionsgate or something like that. It's like an actual film film. But, um... That movie, uh, I talk about this movie all the time because it's one of my favorite movies. Um, it reminds me of like what I wanted my life to be if I was an outlaw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> serious. Like that. That movie is fantastic. It's a little tricky. Not really. It's not like tricky, but it's like. Um, yeah. See, even here, Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-six percent. See, fifty-six percent. Users like this movie, 85%. You see what I'm saying? Like, that, first of all, that film is good. The only reason the, I the only reason I can see why they gave it a 66 um, is just because of the fact that it does seem like it needs to be split up into two movies. Um, if you watch it, you'll see what I mean. But, like, uh, that's the only reason why I would give it that. The only reason why. Um, I also think that we didn't hear about it because I don't think Margot Robbie wasn't that big back then. Like, the only real thing she'd been in at that time was uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. And she was big from that, but, like, she not as big as, like, when she's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or she was Harley Quinn mm-hmm. or in, like, mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad. Like, they probably weren't, like, promoting it that much. They were probably just... Cause you know there's some movies that people just release with these big actors in it. They don't really. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're just like, wait, they're in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking exactly. About? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even. I don't even know how I came across that movie. I think like, uh, I just randomly came across it like on on a plane or something, or I recorded mm-hmm. it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause one thing, I think that's another thing too that really got me into movies. That we, now we're talking about it. Yeah. My mom, one of my moms, um, used to record movies like all the t- like just random ass movies she'd be like oh who's in this i'm recording this shit and then like we just we just like watch it later right mm-hmm. um so it might have been one of those i don't know and i was like bro this movie's fantastic <laughs> uh, yeah i i do that all the time with movies i see someone's in it and i was like oh i liked him in that movie i'll just watch this see what he does if he's like a main character mm-hmm. or she not just he but yeah i mean that's how i watched uh fury with like Brad Pitt and yeah. that dude from uh, from The Walking Dead because I really like that Walking Dead actor that played Shane. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like him as an actor. He's in The Wolf of Wall Street also, but that movie's good. Have you seen Fury? Mm-mm, I haven't seen it's Fury. It's good. The Tank. Yeah. Mm, okay, there's one more film I want to tell you guys about, and it just came to mainstream platforms like in January. Mm. Um, and it's by one of my favorite directors, Nate Parker. Um, he did the the new Birth of a Nation. Um, I have to say the new one because if you know what the old one is, you know yeah. the old Birth of a Nation. 
it's the Hitler God. propaganda made by uh, like, yeah. Bro, it's so bad. <laughs> really? Bro, bro, it's so bad. It terrible. is a Lenny Riefenstahl, I believe. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh no, Birth of a Nation. I'm sorry, isn't is not that? That's that's uh, Olympia. Birth of a Nation is the cl- is the KK cl- uh, K movie that was like huge. Yeah. It's terrible. Actually, in Black Klansman, there's part of that film is in the uh, oh, really? in the movie. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, he made the the revamp of Birth of Nation, which talks about the the um, oh my god the slave rebellion of with Nat Turner. Mm-hmm. I for, I forgot what year it was, but back back in the day. Yeah. Um, so he did that one, and then he did this one called American Skin, which was I guess it's been in festivals for a few years, which is why it, you know because it came out in twenty nineteen apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been in festivals for a few years, so that's why it hasn't been released yet, like to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, that film, I I like. I don't like. It was probably. It obviously talks about police brutality, blah blah blah. blah. It's a very general topic, not a general yeah. topic, but it's a very like popular topic right now. Mm-hmm. But the way this dude did this film, um, and the way he wrote the screenplay. Um, and wrote the script and everything. It is insane, bro. Like, I, I literally, like, cried my eyes out. Like, mm-hmm. the, it, it, the, oh, I don't want to spoil it. The ending is what the part that gets you. Everything else is kind of like, it's good. Everything is good, don't get me wrong. But the ending is what makes it, like, it slaps you in the face. It's like, oh, okay, I get what you did there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You guys got to watch that film. Hopefully that gets nominated for something. It's probably not because it's, it's too controversial of a film, but mm-hmm. it, it it it's a great film. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this. I mean, it's all about Nat Turner, so. The Birth of a Nation, the 2016 one. Yeah. I, I haven't even seen it yet. I know okay. I know what it's about though, mm-hmm. um, and I know it's a good film because I know other people that have seen it. Um, but yeah, watch watch both of those films: Birth, the the new Birth of a Nation, and American Skin. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Kind of based on movies, but. Would you say that music videos are, like, would you say that you get the same feelings of, from music videos when you watch some music videos? Like, if you watch a J. Cole music video, because those actually have, like, ma- meanings and messages, because he's actually, like, yeah. someone that's out there trying to write things and trying to tell people about how he feels about things. Mm-hmm. Do you get the same feelings from watching those as you do getting watching, like, movies from your favorite director, like you just said? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Like, um... One of my favorite, I would say one of my favorite series of music videos is actually um, from Fall Out Boy. Um, I forget what the album's called. Um, I'm so stupid because it's like my favorite, favorite Fall Out Boy album too. Um, but it's the, one, it's the one that has, well, my songs know what you did in the dark. You, get another, you guys know that song. My songs know what you did in the uh, dark. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... That whole album has like a music video collection. Oh, dude, those are my favorite types of albums. Dude, where so you can just watch it, where you can just watch it all the way through. Dude, so good, so good. Like the messaging behind it is fantastic. It's, you know, it's trying to tell us something about like music, mm-hmm. or like, like saving rock and roll, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. That's why, that's actually why I really like the newest Mac Miller album is because there's moving pictures for every single one, and then the music videos he has actually had, like, meanings to them mm-hmm. behind, like, what he was saying, and it was like, wow, like, this is very, like, deep 
and inspirational and watching the video with the music it's like holy shit like you get a different feeling because mm-hmm. that i don't know if you have you do you listen to mac miller at all i listen to i'm not i'm not i'm gonna be honest i'm not like a big mac miller fan respect yeah. him but i'm not yeah. good no yeah. it, and you don't i'm not you don't have to be i'm just asking <laughs> no, uh yeah. no i was just saying i from the way that I see it now, because I wasn't really either until yeah. like I listened to this album and my friend was talking to me. My friends were talking to me about him because they loved Mac Miller, and I never really like heard of him until I moved into my apartment. And then because my friend Brett is like one of the biggest Mac Miller fans that I know, and I was like, okay, so he would play him all the time. I'd be like, all right, this is all right. Like I still didn't listen to him until I got to quarantine. And it was like. Well, what the hell else am I gonna do right now? So I started listening to random albums from artists that I, like, didn't really listen to, and I listened to this one all the way through, and I was like, wow, this is like, really deep. And he really like, you look through the comments on his music videos, and he really like connected with his fans, and it made his fans like actually like. You okay over there? Yeah. Tearing up at Mac Miller. Uh, he really like changed the lives of some people, and uh, it like it inspired me because that's something that I want to do. I want to like inspire people to be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Also, so like, quit this guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it just it just helped me. Or, I mean, it didn't help me. It just like it helped me. It helped me like him more as yeah. a person. But it also like helped me like his music more helped me like it showed me that you can be a difference for people and it helped it inspired me to want to do more it actually inspired me more to want to do more of the podcast than what we were doing even though this was before we were doing the podcast it made me want to go out and talk to people to explain things to them so that they could feel better about themselves and help themselves that's good i mean honestly like i love that because it's so funny. I was just talking to somebody about this today. Like, that right there, what you just said, just wanting to do better and inspire people to do things. Like, all of my films um, and everything that I do, like, that's my end goal is to, like, make sure that people felt something. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, hopefully it was in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I always want, whatever I do, um, and whenever I do it, I just want people to feel something. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and I just pray it was in a positive way, you know what I mean? Um, and, like, like you said, like, stuff like that, like, music like that, films like that, like, inspires me to, to, to do those things. And, like, whatever it may be, um, whether it's, like, in a non-creative way or not, like, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do. Like, it's just, you know, just inspire people, make them feel something, make them feel good about themselves. Yeah. And, and man, we can talk about that. I, music. Cuddy, Cuddy's one of those people. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, Cuddy saved my life. I'm not even gonna lie. Like that dude, his music, like, like it's just certain songs like you hear and you just feel like they're talking you feel, about you. You feel better. Yeah. yeah. Especially the humming, where yeah. you're just sitting there. You're like, wow, it's like so relaxing. You just, yeah. Yeah. To- yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. yeah. I gotta tell you about this after podcast. Okay, but. bet, bet, bet. Um. Well, I mean, speaking about that, would you you guys have anything else you want to talk about in particular? No, I anything? wanted to ask him about the music videos, but other yeah, than go that, for it. No, I mean that was. No. Uh, I mean, I I don't have anything. I mean, I can ask you. I mean, I talk to you. Well, so it's not that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
I know I don't have anything else. If there's anything you you know you want to talk about, or you have questions you've been wanting to pick at, or any thoughts. If not, we can, you know, because you you always have stuff to say. So if there's anything that's been one last point, if you have any one last point, one last point. Um, honestly, I just want to like ask you two a couple things. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I've been asking all the fight Kaya this too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, like what what is something that like drives you guys like to get up in the morning like what is something that you both you guys just want to put like would you put your life on the line for risk it all for um I mean I think that that's a question that everyone could ask themselves mm-hmm. every day and I think it's a good question to ask mm-hmm. um but I find that question personally to be more difficult to answer because there's some days I would be – I mean, I've talked about it on here, like my own yeah. mental health and stuff. I would be capping if I did if I said there's certain days I wake up and it's not hard. Yeah. Like even within this past year, extra hard. That shouldn't be. Yeah. And it's not that there's anything that's particularly that bad going on. But it's it's hard to wake up. And one thing I've tried to work on mainly since um, February 2018 is, you know, that March, you know, February, yeah, 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 March. Yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of can attribute to when I tried to change my mentality. And so I started to become aware that that idea of that feeling every day, that, that it's this discontent, doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily how it's supposed to be. And I think that there's going to be certain barriers, whether it be financial, whether it be people, whether it be situation, whether it be location, all these different things, um, they're going to be against you. Yeah. And I, I, I think why it's hard is because some days the reason to get going and wake up isn't the same, mm-hmm. for me at least. Um, some days I'm happier with this. And that, that's what pushes me, mm-hmm. you know, like when I was hitting the gym every day, like it was easy to wake up and be motivated to hit the going to the gym and bike an hour and lift, you know, yeah. whereas now, particularly with that, like that's something I've struggled with uh, weight and managing that and imagery and feeling good about myself that just the gyms being closed. That's just a little barrier. That was something that I'd been working on that was a positive. Just those hour and a half, if it was even that, 30 minutes in the gym, that would clear my mind of a lot of that negativity that was festering in. Mm -hmm. So looking at that now, like, you know, with the situation today, I don't have that option. Mm -hmm. I don't have my, the weight room, the gym, all that. So you do have the weight room. I have your weight room, but it's not like I can hop on the machines. I was like, you know, it's different. Yeah. But this, that is, see, Daniel just said there was a way to conquer that limitation, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. You know, it's not what you're used to. So when you ask me a question like that, and I always tell, I always tell people, and I said this to Bianca, actually, I said, look, like you can be mad about something and something can bother you. But if you let that bother consume you totally, then that's going to be the reason that Piss, seeing the first thing you think of, it's going to piss you off when you wake up. Mm-hmm. So I try to think that not every day is a new slate because that's bullshit too. 
but I have to start and put in as much positivity. And like once I hit shit as that day was, once you go to sleep the next day, you have to restart. Yeah. And it may be hard. Like you may not want to work out. You may not want to do your homework. You may not want to read. You may not even want to eat because of the way you're feeling. But at the end of the day, you know, true happiness is voiding oneself of society's definition of happy and living each moment through the true euphoric feelings of content. Generally, if I don't wake up trying to feel okay and live the next steps content, then there's then that's the discontent, and I'd have to solve that. So going back to your initial question, going off this rant, <laughs> it's hard for me to answer that mm-hmm. and say what's something that I put my life on the line for mm-hmm. because there's clear things I would. Mm-hmm. There's family, there's relationships, there's there's different things. But... Not one of those things is always going to be the thing that's irritating you, bringing you down, and not making you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I think it, what really wakes me up and keeps me going is that idea of thinking, what can I do that's just going to make me okay next? Even as shit that is, what can I do next, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've said this, I said this last time you were here, here. Yeah, yeah. And I said this to Anthony, you know, winning the lottery doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to strike it rich and get a million bucks. Yeah. But what it can be is that you go wake up after a shit night at 8 a.m. and drive down to the breakfast burrito place and just eat a greasy, delicious breakfast burrito. And you know what? After that, you had your pick me up and now you're like, okay, I'm going to go do this now. I'm going to go run to Target. I'm going to do this. And then everything starts to fall in line. So sometimes you just have to pick yourself up, recollect who you are, and know that the shit you're going on with is manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going from there. I don't know if that's the best way. No. I, it's just that's hard for me to say, like, what's that one thing? Because there's so many challenges. And I think a lot of people now are experiencing depression for the first time. Yeah. Really, with that feeling of monotonous angst. And sadness is, and like realizing that you, you know, things can be okay, but that feeling is still there. And I, I've always said this, like, I've become more comfortable within my sadness and I embrace it. Like I listen to sad music and it doesn't necessarily make me sad, but it's embracing that emotion instead of concealing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say to, to that answer, it's beginning to know yourself is the first step, you know? to actually conquering that challenge of what's going to keep you motivated, what's going to be that only thing that you want to die for. Because if you don't know yourself and the value of the life you're living, and you don't see that value, then there's no point beyond that. Does that make sense? That was long, I'm sorry. That was a good answer, though. No, but I'm glad you went first, because the reason why I was quiet was because it... I Like Armand, I don't really have something... Word. I mean, I have things that I would put my life on the line for that I would protect with, like, as much strength or as much whatever I needed to do. But there's nothing where it's like I wake up every day and that's what's motivating me. My motivation every day for me is just to get better. Um, ever since I was younger, I've always wanted to push my limits to become the best that I can be to reach my fullest potential to become, I don't know, 
I would say superpowers. I always wanted to have superpowers, so I always would tell myself that I wanted to get to my fullest potential because that could be my superpower um, to become better than what I was the day before. Um, a lot of what I do in the morning, like when I'm trying to get up, when I'm trying to do things, it's like I'm sitting there in my head and it's hard to get up. I, right now it's hard for me to get up in the mornings because it's like what am I even going to do today I'm just going to go sit on my computer do my homework do classes and fucking talk on discord and do video games mm-hmm. but um, it's like every single day I tried to become better that's why I bought these books that's why I bought all the weights is because I want to become smarter I want to become stronger I want to be healthier become just better i always push myself to my limits even though some days it will kill me and some days it will be the next day i'll be like waking up all day oh, i don't need to do things because i did that yesterday that's i'll make excuses for that but most days when i'm awake and i'm trying to do trying to accomplish things i try to push myself to become better that's why i don't drink caffeine and i don't really tell people this but I don't drink caffeine because I want to be better than everybody else where it's like I don't need this to get out of bed every day. Yeah. That I can just force myself to do things. Mm-hmm. I, d- I try. <clears throat> I mean, I'm with food right now, it's been hard for me, especially with this direct like thing. But I'm trying to become like how my roommate Grant is where it's like you eat just the healthy foods that you need that you don't need other foods to survive. Like, so you can become, like, a healthy body. I try to, like, just do everything because I want to become the best. For I, And there's no reason behind it. I just want to become the best so that I can show, so that I can help not just other people, but, like, the people around me and myself for my own mental health. Because I've never felt like I was the best at anything ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been told that I was the best at anything ever other than, like by my family or like by my close friends it was never like that I was excelling at things so now it's like when as an adult I want to excel that I want to be better than everybody else and I want people to see it because I want to be better even if that sounds selfish it's not like I'm boasting it out there telling people like yo like you suck like because I'm better than you it's like I want to be better because that it makes me feel good yeah yeah Mm -mm. Um, I like that and you're not selfish for that at all that's like you just want you want a better life for yourself and like that's not selfish it's just caring about yourself yeah and I mean like it's not and uh, you haven't like we've hung out but you haven't really hung out with me it's not like I go out and like show off all of the (laughs) things that I do all the time like some people do because they want to feel better about themselves yeah I know things that I do to make myself better, but I don't really try to, like, tell people about them because I don't like showing off, really, Mm -hmm. to people. Um, I just want to be better and do things just to to know that I'm doing things to make myself better. And it doesn't... And I want to help people, too, to Mm -hmm. become better. It's not like I'm out here saying that I want to become better and not help anybody... What I want to do, it's like, uh, it's like I just want to use what I've learned to help people and then also help myself. Wisdom is a circle. Yeah. 
In which you see you're trying to give back to people. Yeah. I get you. I get you. How do you answer that question? Um, man, it's kind of kind of similar to what, what you said, you know. Um, and then the reason I asked in the first place is because of the fact that, like, today was one of those days for me, specifically. I just felt it kind of hard to figure out what it was. I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, get myself to get out of bed and go do something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I called up work today. Uh, ironically, this is the second time I've called work and I ended up at this podcast, so <laughs> this is like, <laughs> maybe that's like the magic, the magic thing. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it was just one of those days and I was thinking to myself, I was like, what is motivating me to get out of bed today? Like, what, what do I need to do to get, to get my mind right? Cause it took me a minute. It really did. It took me, I mean, I, I wake up early. Everybody knows I wake up super early. Um, and I was just sitting there. I couldn't, I just couldn't find a reason to just get out and just do something today and mm-hmm. I don't know I guess like I figured out that like moment to moment um, those little pieces of time where where these good things happen where you know I get to see my family and where like I get to see joy in other people like that's my driving force you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and I just realized that because I realized how, like, first of all, I thought about my birthday um, and how that whole surprise thing happened. And, mm-hmm. um, like, I, I had never had that before in my entire life. So that right there was, like, one of those things I was thinking of. I was like, oh, that moment right there. I live for those moments. Like, people are, are happy for that. Not just because it's me, but, like, all those moments like that, like, where people are, are having good moments, they're having good times, you know, people are helping each other, and it's just, it makes people feel good, and I'm like, okay, that's my motivating factor, so I can see more of those moments, so I can be there for more of those moments, so I can create more of those moments. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to ask and see where you guys were at with that, too. Mm-hmm. So, but that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for me, that's all I wanted to, uh, we could wrap it here if y'all down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say my one last point is something to think about for all viewers and just you guys also. But um, I think this weekend, I'm not really that sure, um, is the Jewish holiday of Purim. But the story goes that, well, this post, it, it, right before we started this podcast, I saw it. But it, uh, it just says it reminds, the story of Purim reminds us that one person who stands up to anything can save a whole generation of people. Mm. That's totally in tune with what we're talking about too. Mm-hmm. I love that. So and well and the well the post says that one person that stands up to anti-Semitism can save a generation. But you can basically put any form of hate or anything, mm-hmm. anything that you stand up to can save a generation. So I think that if you're out there. And like I was saying earlier, if you want to put out content, if you want to do it, if you want to be under One Last Point Productions, we believe in you. We want you to help. We want you to be here. We want you to be a part of the team. As long as you're not putting out, like, hatred, I guess. Uh, I mean, and as long as you're well-motivated, I want I want people that are motivated and I want people that will actually put in work to do things to help work with us to get out there, so... If there's people out there that want to put out stuff, we'll help you. And I'll help you because, I mean, it might not look like it, but I am a marketing major and I know how to work these things. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Excellent, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. If you are interested or if you actually have like an idea and you're motivated and you think that me and Dan helping you and in any capacity is a good fit, like we have bigger plans ahead for us, like just because it doesn't ever seem like it doesn't seem like for six months we're moving. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. And the, um, I guess thanks, Zion, for coming. I know it's late. Oh, yeah. And I know you're busy as shit today too. <laughs> and they called off work, but yeah, yeah. I appreciate fun. you coming and talking yeah, with us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Hell yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. This is, love you too. Yeah, you love know, you. I would always, I would always. Anytime you guys want to come on, even if I'm just in the background, I don't even have to say nothing. I, I'll be here. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you a third mic. About live studio audiences, bro. For real. Yeah, well, cause Ty, cause Tyler said he wanted to come. Cause I told Tyler that he can never be on the podcast again. But, um, yeah. That's a joke, but um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Zion. So, if you have any, do you have anything else you want to add right now? Like anything you want to shout out? Anything? Um, you know, we'll, quick, we'll link your stuff again. Real quick, I just want to say um, two things, um, totally unrelated, but uh, I just want to spit some facts, some historical black sports figures um first one is zeb powell um i discovered this guy the other day black snowboarder uh won the very first gold medal for an african-american in the x games really yes in 20 2019 i think wow it's so, very recent yes he's a fantastic snowboarder like i've been doing my research a lot because i've been snowboarding a lot lately mm-hmm. so i wanted to plug that guy um shout out to him i'm hopefully i'll see him tomorrow when i go to bear Probably won't though, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I will. Um, other guy I want to shout out who's one of my idols, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, pe- he's a lot bigger than Zeb, but um, first African American Formula One driver, and is arguably the best Formula driver Formula one driver in the history of the sport. Really? Yes, literally. Um, seven world championships. Uh, the one of the most flawless drivers they've ever seen, and one of the most non. I would say argumentative drivers like, like and I don't want to say argumentative like non-controversial drivers there's a lot mm-hmm. of been a lot of Formula 1 drivers are really aggressive they do a lot of sneaky sneaky yeah I mean the guy who started realism was a F1 journalist yeah you see what I'm saying <laughs> yeah I mean if you watch Ford versus Ferrari they do a lot of uh, Cra- crazy stuff huh yeah. you see what I'm saying so uh, he's done it clean uh he and he looks like one of us. He got tattoos all over his body, like you know, his, he, he wears braids for God's sake, like mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, shout out to him. So, for people who don't know, there's your your Black History Month history. All right. Well, you can follow Zion at I don't know what it is right now. Oh, my Instagram. Yeah. Okay, it's at Z Z Four Ken. Z Four Ken. Like Zion for his Ken, but Z for Ken. Okay, Z for Ken. Yeah. Um, you can check out Zion's YouTube at Zai. That's how I found it. Type in fear. That's how I got it up. Um, you can follow uh, his podcast, On the Fence Podcast, anywhere podcasts are released. Um, just want to say thank you, Zion, for coming on again. Thank you, everyone who stayed in, listened, uh, everyone uh, everyone who uh, has followed us on anything. And if you haven't followed us, please, please, please go follow us on our social medias at One Last Point Pod. Discord. Join the Discord. We we're gonna be get some action in there. We're gonna start getting. We're gonna start putting some polls. I think we're gonna do a movie night. Spoil oh, yeah. some movies. <laughs> we well, um, won't be spoiled because we'll be watching them. Together. We'll watch it together. We'll get that going. So you know, we'll get maybe look out like for a, content on our YouTube channel. 
also because I have ideas that I sent to Armand. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I got to do. What you actually said to do. That's mainly my issue. Um, So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. And anything else, Dan? All right, and that's for Shody.